And now, here they are, the Beatles! Hi, I'm Justin Shears, and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. I may shake your hand as you congratulate me. Congratulations too, <laughs> Mrs. Starkey. Oh, uh, I'm still not used to that yet, you know. Are you, gonna get a, are you really going to get a honeymoon? No, I don't think so. Not with the likes of you chaps around. No, well, I, are you thinking of a honeymoon? Well, this was supposed to be it, but it didn't work. Well, for how long was it supposed to be? Um, well, I have to start work on Monday, so I was going back Sunday or Monday, you know. Um, John and George were at the wedding and they were made up, you know. Oh, they were happy, but we don't know about Paul yet because he's away on holiday. He hasn't been in contact. Did he know you were getting married? No, no. Where is he? He's away. Do you know where? Um, yes, but I'm not telling him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might as well have a bit of peace. I'm not getting it. <laughs> Do you intend to keep out the, li- the limelight like Mrs. Lennon, for example, John Lennon's wife? Well, I don't like reporters and things. <laughs> <laughs> She's on our side. <laughs> The movie's gonna make me a big star Cause I can play the part so well Well, I hope you'll come and see me in the movies Then I'll know that you will plainly see The biggest fool that ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is The new year of 1965 saw in a new Beatle wedding. Ringo married Maureen Cox on the 11th of February with John and George in attendance and Brian Epstein as best man. The nuptials had come as somewhat of a surprise to the other Beatles and Paul missed the wedding altogether as he was holidaying in Tunisia with his girlfriend Jane Asher at the time. A brief honeymoon was all that Ringo could offer the new couple as work commitments would soon get in the way of any time off. Once Paul and Ringo returned from holidays and John passed his driving test, it was back to Studio 2 at Abbey Road to begin work on tracks for the new Beatles film, as yet untitled, the shooting for which would begin in the Bahamas in just a week's time, a far cry from the back streets of London, which was the backdrop for a hard day's night. With a handful of songs that had already been written by John and Paul, both separately and together, The Beatles wasted no time in committing an impressive 11 songs to tape in the space of that week, some of which would feature in the new movie and soundtrack, two of which would comprise the new Beatles single release, and some which would remain in the vaults for decades. The first sessions on the 15th of February yielded three brand new songs, all of which would feature in the new movie, 
and one of which would become the first Beatles single of 1965. Recording began in a mid-afternoon session in Studio Two. Yeah, I liked it because it was slightly a new sound at the time. Because it was pretty heavy for then. If you go and look in the charts or whatever, or what other people, music people make, and you hear it now, it doesn't sound too bad. It's one of them that doesn't make you cringe. If I, if you give me the eight track and I'll remix it, I'll show you what it is really. But you can hear it there. It's. I used to like guitars, you know. <laughs> I don't want anything else on the album with guitars and jangling piano or whatever. And it's all happening. That's a. It's a heavy record, you know. And the drums are heavy too. It, it's. That's why I like it. Ticket to ride. Take one. That one. Okay. I think it was largely John's the actual ticket to ride bit. We wrote it together. One of us had actually said, "Ticket to ride would be good." The other one had said, "Okay, that's what we'll ride today." I know that's driving me mad. Come on, ride, George. Well, she's got a ticket to ride. Yeah. 
an unedited take two of Ticket to Ride, written mostly by John on a skiing holiday in Switzerland, but quickly finished off with Paul's help the day after his return from Tunisia. It would provide the musical backdrop for the memorable skiing sequences in Austria in the finished film. The evening session saw two new compositions recorded, one written by Paul in Tunisia, which was a reflection of the open nature of his relationship with Jane Asher. Even though they were an item, Paul admits that he would see others. The Beatles were under constant scrutiny from the press and the public as to the nature of their relationships. And with two Beatles now married, the questions of when Paul and George would tie the knot with their girlfriends followed them everywhere they went. With the backing track perfected in a single take, ready for overdubs in this session and on the following day, Another Girl would have its own dedicated sequence in the movie, which would be filmed in the Bahamas in just a week's time. Also in this evening session, George's second contribution to a Beatles LP was recorded. Don't Bother Me on With The Beatles had been his first, and he had no songs of his own included on either A Hard Day's Night or Beatles For Sale. I Need You was a straightforward love song to Paddy Boyd, George's girlfriend who had been an extra in A Hard Day's Night and was now firmly by his side. How much I need you Love you all the time And never leave you Please come on back to me I'm lonely as can be I need you Said you had a thing or two to tell me Please remember how I feel about you I could never really live without you So come on back and see Just what you mean to me I need you But when you told me You don't want my loving anymore 
That's when it hurt me I'm feeling like this backing track for George's new song was perfected in just five takes and completed on the 16th of February with the addition of its distinctive guitar swells via his newly acquired Vox volume pedal. No need for John to adjust the volume as George played anymore. A five-hour session on the 16th of February was devoted entirely to the song which would become the B-side for the new Ticket to Ride single. Five. That's in between the verses instead of going straight on to da 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 da. It's true, yes it is. La la, that's all. I'm just going to listen to you. You'll be handsome. One, two, three, bread. If you're... Oh, sorry, I went wrong. One, John, two, three, four. Yes. One, two, three, four.
early takes of Yes It Is. The backing track was largely recorded with only a guide vocal from John, the intention being to layer the song with vocals later. George's volume swells were recorded as part of the basic track, thanks again to his new volume pedal. The session tapes reveal that serendipity played a large part in this recording. The gentler tones of the nylon string acoustic guitar in the master only came about because John broke a string on his own steel-stringed Gibson in take two and picked up another of George's guitars for take three onwards. Take 14 was marked as best and extra guitar parts, plus the exquisite three-part harmonies which are a hallmark of the recording, were overdubbed. John later dismissed Yes It Is as nothing more than an attempt to rewrite This Boy and openly scoffed at the lyrics, which hinted at the connections between mood and colour in the same ways as Babies in Black. Unlike This Boy, which enjoyed a run in several concert tour sets and broadcasts, Yes It Is would never be performed live by the Beatles. The 17th of February saw the completion of two more songs. The Night Before was written mainly by Paul and featured John on Pianet, an early electric piano. Only two takes were needed to capture the backing track, onto which George and John overdubbed dual lead guitar solos. Vocal and Maraca overdubs saw the song completed and mixed in the same session. The song was used for a performance sequence in the movie, with the Beatles on a military training ground near Salisbury Plain with British army tanks protecting the lads as they sang along to this, as well as George's I Need You. George's second contribution, which would eventually be placed on the B-side of the new LP, was You Like Me Too Much. With the backing track finalised in eight takes, it was treated to overdubs of Pianet played by John, George's lead guitar solo, as well as Paul and George Martin simultaneously playing the honky-tonk style piano break. The afternoon of the 18th of February saw the recording of John's most introspective song to date, one which owed a great deal to the influence of Bob Dylan, both stylistically and lyrically. There is debate as to whether it was written about Beatles manager Brian Epstein having to hide his homosexuality, as it was illegal in Britain at that time, or whether it was an admission of an extramarital affair on John's behalf. Written at John's house in Surrey, the song was recorded in less than two hours. One, two, three, one, two, three. Hold on, hold on. Now, I'm just going to raise this so as it's nearer the bass strings than the top string. Paul's broken at last, broken at last, Paul's broken at last, at last, at last, he's broke today. 
Okay. One, oh, you ready? Maka. One, two, three, one, two, three. Here I stand, head in hand, turn my face to the wall. If she's gone, I can't go on, feeling two foot small. Everywhere people stare, each and every day. I can see them laugh at me, and I hear them To hide your love away Hey, you've got to hide your love away How can I even try I can never win Hearing them, seeing them In the state I'm Could she say to me, love will find a way? Gather round all you clowns, let me hear you say. Hey, you've got to hide your love to hide your love away Take five of You've Got to Hide Your Love Away Take 9 was deemed best and was adorned with the flute track two days later, played by one Johnny Scott, the first use of a session musician by the Beatles since Alan White subbed in for Ringo on Love Me Do in 1962. An evening session on this same day saw the taping of a Lennon and McCartney number written with Ringo in mind to give him his usual one vocal track per album, all of which to this point had been cover versions. Ringo's plea before the guitar solo says it all. If you got trouble, then you got less trouble than me. You say you're worried, you can't be as worried as me. You're quite content to be bad with all the advantage you had over me. Just cause you're troubled, then don't bring your troubles to me I don't think it's funny when you ask for money and things Especially when you're standing there wearing diamonds and rings You think I'm soft in the head We'll try someone softer instead of anything It's not so funny when you know what money can bring You better leave me alone I don't need 
calling from you. You better take your cell phone. Go and count a ring or two. If you've got trouble, then you've got less trouble than me. You say you're worried, you can't be as worried as me. be bad with all the advantage you had over me just cause you're troubled and don't bring your troubles to me oh, rock on anybody If You've Got Trouble was recorded in just one take, with quickly applied overdubs of vocals and electric guitars played by George, John and Paul. The song received no further attention until its release on Anthology 2 in 1996. With only two days remaining before the Beatles jetted off to the Bahamas to commence filming, there was just enough time to lay down two more tracks. You're going to lose that girl. One, two, three. You're gonna lose that girl. Yes, she's gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, she's gonna lose that girl. If you don't take her out tonight, she's gonna change her mind. Treat her, what else can I do? If you don't 
early monomix of what would become one of the standout tracks in the new movie, lifted from a production acetate disc prepared for the film producers at United Artists. This is Take 3, with an alternative guitar solo from George and electric piano from Paul. The Beatles would return to perfect this song once overseas filming commitments were completed in March. The last song recorded before filming began started out with good intentions, but never quite hit the mark as far as Beatle magic goes. An interesting melody and passable lyrics weren't enough to lift this song to the lofty heights of Beatledom. That means a lot. Take one. Says that your love won't mean a lot But you know that your love is all you've got At times things are so fine And at times they're not But when she says she loves you That means a lot A friend says that a love is never true But you know that this can't apply to you A touch can mean so much When it's all you've got And when she says she loves you That means a lot Love can be deep inside Love can be suicide Can't you see you can't hide What you feel when it's real A friend says that your love won't mean a lot But you know that your love is all you've got a touch can mean so much when it's all you've got but when she says she loves you that means a lot can't you see Take one of That Means A Lot. Although the Beatles would attempt a remake of the song later in the sessions for the new LP, this version also needed to wait more than 30 years to be released on Anthology 2 in 1996. Well, that's it for this episode. Next time we travel across the Atlantic to the Bahamas 
as the Beatles begin filming their second feature film before heading back into Studio 2 to complete its soundtrack album. Until next time, 